there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. There's a movie I watched entitled The Rise of the Planet of Apes. How many have watched that movie? It's a very nice movie. Very, very captivating movie. This movie is about a chimpanzee by the name Caesar. And he was raised by a human being. And at some point, this chimpanzee had to be taken to a shelter. And they had really bonded. And it was very emotional to see them part in the movie. And you can see that when you watch that movie, you can see how powerful, you know, a connection can be established between two creatures that interact very closely. This was a human being interacting with an animal, and the bond was so strong that when it was time to separate them, I mean, the, the separation was very, very painful. So this chimpanzee by the name Caesar ends up in this shelter and he discovers that there are other people like him. Orangutans, monkeys, gorillas. You know, that ape family was in this restricted area and they were controlled by humans. But Caesar was a little bit different. He was a very, very intelligent ape. And it got to a place where this Caesar, intelligent ape, started realizing that they are not supposed to live in captivity. He realized that they are supposed to be in the wild, and he started strategizing how he can be able to move out of that cage. I will not go into many things, but they also did studies to try and see if they can get the intelligence of some of the apes that were in that uh, confined area. And um, it became deadly to human beings. Some of them started dying. Um, but part of their intelligence was stored somewhere. And so as Caesar was planning, you know, to escape, he realized that these other apes were not as intelligent, as intelligent as he was. So he decided that he was going to um, just help boost their intelligence by stealing the specimen that the human beings had removed from one of the apes, which was a bit intelligent. It could be able to write. And they were surprised that an ape was able to write. So, the honor of Caesar came to try and take it home. Caesar refused because now his mind had changed and he wanted to liberate the rest of the ape family that was in that confinement. Cut the long story short, he escaped. He went and he took the specimen of intelligence that was stored in one of the scientists' house and came back, broke it, 
in that confinement and allowed these other apes to sniff it. When the apes woke up in the morning, <laughs> they were feeling different. They were ready for war. And he started communicating with them. Before long, they had actually killed one of the guys who was working there. Because Caesar actually spoke. Was so mad and one day he spoke until the guy was scared. Couldn't believe that a chimpanzee can speak. Anyway, to cut the long story short, they became very intelligent and they broke out of that confinement. Let me tell you, it gets to a place where the movie is hot. Humans are fighting apes. You see, I was a human being watching the movie, but I wanted the apes to win. <laughs> yeah, because I saw the, the way the apes were treated. It was not very nice. So I wanted the apes, you know, to actually win. And they actually won. And they went to the bush, to the trees, and Caesar was their leader. I mean, if you look at Caesar, you can see the qualities of a leader in that guy. He was visionary. He was focused. And even the guy who raised him came to the bush to look for him. And he told Caesar, I want you to go home. Caesar told him, told him this is home. Being in the forest is home. So you can see that as much as these apes were intelligent, still they found it easy to live among trees, to live in the bush where there is no electricity, where there are no roads, there are no inventions, there are no planes, there are no phones, because that is their natural habitat. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to speak on the subject, not a monkey business. Tell your neighbor, not a monkey business. When you look at apes, the family of apes, which is a family comprising of orangutans, chimpanzees, gorillas, and monkeys, those creatures look like us. True or not true? They somehow look like us. If you look at a monkey, the monkey almost looks like, like you. But there is a little difference between us and monkeys. It is these little differences that make the big difference between you and monkeys. There are people who say that we evolved from monkeys, but I don't think it's true. Yeah, we just look like them or they look like us, but we didn't involve from them. There is something that sets us apart. There are things that set us apart so that we look different, we behave different, we communicate different, and we do things different from the way monkeys do. It is these little differences, ladies and gentlemen, that have allowed human beings to develop to develop into a civilization that dominates the world. When you look at the world, the world is full of, or let me say the animal kingdom is full of fierce animals like 
a lion. Elephants are big in size. A snake is dangerous. The venom of a snake, especially a black mamba, can kill so many human beings. One spit has the capability of killing almost a hundred people. Just one spit. You know, some of these poisonous snakes, they are so poisonous that when they just scratch you, you can actually die. If the skin of that snake scratches you, the poison can get into you and you can actually die. The leopard is known for speed. Cheetah, rather, is known for speed. Leopard is known for a surprise attack. Yet, a human being has been able to dominate all these animals. We can't run as fast as a cheetah, but we are still able to dominate the cheetah. We can't be as powerful as a lion. I mean, if a lion slaps you, you are gone. One slap, you are gone. If a bear sinks its teeth on your neck, it is over. I mean, you just crush your, your neck. I saw a tiger grab, I think it was a wild beast or something, and just grabbed the neck and just twisted it like it was nothing. Just twisted it like this, it was nothing. And within a few minutes, the, the wild beast was dead. Yet, human beings have been able to dominate all these fierce animals. It's because of the little differences. Somebody said the little differences. Monkeys have not been able to develop and be like us. Human beings have developed sophisticated cars, aeroplanes, phones, televisions, all these things that we use. Cameras, microphones, computers. Human beings have come together in groups and formed nations that have conquered other nations. Human beings have explored the planet Earth and they have even visited the moon. There is no monkey that has gone to the moon. There is no monkey. I mean monkeys have not organized themselves. Get a traveling agent. Book tickets for them. To travel and go to the, to the moon. Or to one of the planets. Monkeys don't build houses. They don't build uh, roads. They don't drill boreholes. They don't vote. They don't go for mandamano. Monkeys are limited. And that's why I want you to understand something. This life we are living is not a monkey business. Ministry is not a monkey business. There is a difference between you and a monkey. Tell your neighbor, I'm not in a monkey business. So they are not able to do all these things that human beings can do because they are limited. The little difference, that's what I want to talk about today. The little difference is what makes the difference between us and these creatures. How many have watched the movie Titanic? Lift your hand if you've watched that movie. If you've not watched that movie, you are not romantic. 
Next time somebody wants to take you out, the first thing you should ask them is, have you watched the Titanic? Because they will not understand what dying for somebody you love means. When you watch that movie, it was something small that sank this huge ship. Just a little, something small. A crack at the belly of the fish, or of the ship, rather. It hit an iceberg, there was a crack, and then water started getting into the ship. And this massive, massive thing, you know, sank into the sea. Baba could be president today. But he neglected very small things. And those little things, they make a very huge difference. You can see that even the votes that he was defeated with, if he just put some extra effort, he could be in State House today, not in Kamkunji. Tell your neighbor, it's the little things that make a huge difference. It's the little things that separate us from monkeys. We are not in a monkey business. We are in a serious business. Ministry is not a monkey business. Ministry is serious business. Praise the Lord. And if we neglect the little things that make a huge difference, let me tell you, our ministry will not move to the next level. Can I hear an amen? I am very keen when it comes to little things. And the staff here will tell you, I'm very, very keen. You know, I remind them, when you leave a room, switch off the lights. When you're using water, switch, turn off the tap when you're done. Those little things, they look small. Even if a tap is dripping, that is water that is being wasted. And little things, ladies and gentlemen, have a cumulative effect in the long run. Those little, little things that you're neglecting, one day, they will come and cost you. I had a story of another CEO who was telling somebody that I have given all my employees phones they can call anywhere in the world at any time and speak to anyone. And that person said it is just a matter of time before the company collapses. These people here, the reason why they cannot call everywhere is because they don't have the money to call. It is very expensive. If you give them a phone and tell them you can call anywhere, anytime, they'll be calling everybody. They will just be going to their phone book and say, hey, I've not talked to this person for a while. Let me call this person. Hello? I just called you to say hi. Wasting of resources. You understand what I'm saying? So because he neglected the little things, the company closed. Now, all of us, we have the same size of brain, all right? Same, side, same, same, uh, same size of heart, 
unless if you have a problem and your heart has been enlarged, but our hearts are the same, brains are the same. We have similar sized and similar equipped brains, hearts, kidneys, and even lungs. These are the big organs in a human body. But look, the difference between you, for example, and someone else who is doing well, the difference is very small. Both of you have the same size of brain, same size of heart, same size of liver, unless if you are a chain smoker, same size of kidney. But what brings the difference is just small little things that that person is doing and you are not doing. Little differences have a huge impact on the overall production of any individual company, group, or even the church. It is little differences that make the big differences between rich countries and poor countries. Successful ministries and struggling ministries. Successful companies and struggling companies. Successful families and struggling families. Tell your neighbor it's the little things. Tell them again it's the little things. Yeah, A monkey can mimic you, can eat a banana like you, can sit like you, but if you look at a monkey closely, you will see some differences. Little differences that make you superior than the monkey. Are we together? I like using Safaricom. Safaricom has been there for years. They have not changed their name. It's a company called Airtel. It started with Kensel. Then Seltel. Then Zane. Now is Airtel. Even changing names, but nothing was wrong. It's because of some little things that they neglected. Little things. And you know, That company had really penetrated other cities more than Safaricom. Yeah, other cities more than Safaricom. They were doing very well. Safaricom has never changed their color. They've never changed their name. They are still focusing on the little things that make them to be who they are today. They have now moved to Ethiopia. Doing the little things that they are doing here to see what they can do there. Ethiopia has almost 90 million people. Kenya, we are 54, 55. So if they can just replicate what they do here, there, you can imagine what will happen. Tell your neighbor, it's the little things, little differences that make the big difference. Let's look at the little difference between monkeys and humans. Number one, is the little difference in copying. The little difference in copying. Monkeys. The, 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 the monkey's ability to copy is flawed. It is incomplete. A monkey cannot copy everything. 
It can try. It can be trained. It can even mimic some sounds, but it cannot, it doesn't have the capacity to copy everything. Human beings have the ability to copy completely everything. They can copy very well. They can copy something that is being done by somebody else and replicate it. And that is the reason why human beings have a higher quality of life and superior civilization than apes or monkeys. This idea of copying is so powerful. And I just pray that you will catch this principle of copying. And not just copying like monkeys, but copying completely. Tell your neighbor, please behave like a human being. Don't behave like a monkey. Copying completely. Because the coping of a monkey is flawed. It's limited in a way. But a human being has the capability of coping completely. If you travel to European countries, I see you there in Jesus' name. If you move from one country to another, go to Germany, go to France, go to America, go to UK, you'll be so surprised. Those countries look almost the same. In terms of roads, in terms of infrastructure, in terms of governance, in terms of education, in terms of healthcare. If you travel, you will see a lot of similarities. They are copying each other in a great way. The way the roads are made, the markings of the roads, they are copying each other. And because of copying each other, because if I see my neighbor is doing well, I go and copy to see what my neighbor is doing. If my neighbor is wealthy, I go and copy to see what is making my neighbor wealthy. And as they copy, they also become wealthy. Tell your neighbor, stop behaving like a monkey. Because some of us, we have refused to copy good things. Your copying is flawed. And that's why you're not getting the results that you need to experience because you're not copying well. You should copy well. Are we together? Yeah. I've been to Britain. I've been to America. It's almost the same. If you look at the road, it's almost the same. The roads, the way they are built, it's almost the same. The grass, the trees, the way they run the politics, healthcare, organization, order, it's the same. That's why you see somebody can live in America then say, ah, I'm relocating. Let me go and stay in UK. And life will continue. And some will live in UK and say, let me relocate to Kenya. Say, eh, let me go back. Because <laughs> he's used to a certain template. So when they come here, they can't find it. Tell your neighbor, coping is powerful. Look at Korea and China. Years back, they were so behind then they looked around and they saw what Americans are doing. They saw what British are doing and they started copying. And they copied very well. Chinese are very good in copying. They even came to our country and copied. 
Now they can produce some things. Kiondos, Masai Shukas, they produce them. So they don't need to, you know, come here to buy those things. If you go to China, you find them. <laughs> Tell your neighbor is is the power of coping. And you see, China right now has advanced significantly to the amazement of the rest of the world because of coping. They, they, go, they, they look at Germany. Germany has produced a Mercedes-Benz. They say, okay. You will see. They go and make a Mark II. You sit in that car and drive it. It feels like a Mercedes. The suspension, the weight, the speed, the stability, the fuel consumption, it feels like a Mercedes. And you're in Mark II. Even an old Mark II. Don't joke with it. <laughs> hmm? So tell your neighbor, neighbor, I have seen where your problem is. You are behaving like a monkey. I'm telling you. It's because you feel you want to be an original. <laughs> That's why you're not progressing. Look at many African nations. We have refused to copy. We have refused to copy good governance. We have refused to copy good politics. We have refused. We have refused to copy a working healthcare system for the, for the entire... We have refused. We have refused. We have even refused how... We have refused to learn how you construct a road... And after the road, you plant grass. Then after the grass, you plant trees. Then in between the grass and the trees and the road, you put a place where people can walk. We have refused to copy that. So everything is on, is on the road. The cows are on the road. The goats are on the road. The chickens are on the road. The cars are on the road. Cats are on the road. Everybody's on the road. Hawkers are on the road as well. And even the monkeys, by the way, they are on the road as well. And the lions are on the road. We have refused. You must recognize that there is somebody who is ahead of you. And if you can copy what that person is doing, and copying fully, you can have the same results that that particular person is enjoying. Are we together, somebody? 
we should ask ourselves, what has made countries like Singapore, which was a third world country, to become a first world country? If we learn and we copy and we start now, in the next 30 years, Kenya becomes a first world. But our leaders are thinking like monkeys. It's true. And I'm telling you the truth. We are all thinking like monkeys. Just give us bananas. That's all we know. We know how to peel the banana and eat it. That's all we want. Tell your neighbor, I'm not in a monkey business. You see a ministry that is doing well, you refuse to copy. You refuse. How will your ministry do well? Hmm? You see good preaching, like the one I'm preaching right now. And you refuse to copy. How will you become a good preacher? Ask your neighbor, why are you behaving like a monkey? <laughs> Copying is allowed. Copy. If you see something good, copy. Oh yes. And when you copy, whatever that person is experiencing, you will also experience it. Are we together, somebody? If you see a good marriage, copy. You see somebody is holding his wife, even in public. You. The only time you held somebody's, your wife's hand or husband is during the wedding. That was the last time. In fact, it was like you're being coerced. Hold your hands right now. Move closer. Look at each other. That's the only time. How will you have a good marriage? Are you seeing the way people are behaving like monkeys? Even in the church? They don't copy fully and they don't copy completely. You, why should you struggle in your marriage? And yet there are people here who are enjoying their marriages. Why? Why? Go and ask them, how comes as we are struggling, we are fighting each other every day, we are pinching each other every day? Give us the secret. <laughs> Father, I deliver every monkey. In the name of Jesus. I set free every monkey, every chimpanzee, every orangutan, every gorilla. I set them free in the name of Jesus. Lay your hands on your neighbor and speak in tongues. And declare total deliverance. I am where I am today because I'm a master of copying. When I see something good, I copy it.
I copied immediately, almost immediately. I don't even think twice. I always say, thank you, God, for showing me this thing. Yeah, almost immediately I copied. Yeah, almost immediately. Even having this meeting, it's copying. I saw somebody doing it, and I started. It's copying. Yeah, it's copying. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. So tell your neighbor, stop being a monkey. Do you know that there are many things, if you, sit, if you sit down with somebody who is successful, for example, and you start asking them questions, they will never tell you everything. Because even then, there are things that they are doing unconsciously that makes them successful. And they might not remember some of those things that they do. And you can't get in 40 minutes what somebody has built for 40 years. It is impossible. So what do you do? You observe. And you copy. Even Jesus was a master of copying. He said, I only do what I see. Yes. He was copying from the Father. And he copied completely from the Father. No wonder God even said, this is my son. In whom I'm well pleased in. Amen. So tell your neighbor, learn. And grow. Tell them again, learn and grow. If all of you copied my leadership style, my preaching, my teaching, all of you will be waiting for me to send you out to go and replicate what you have copied. But the reason why you don't want to go is because you are a monkey. You have nothing to implement. The only thing you know is to peel bananas. I'm preaching. I say I'm preaching. If you had the fire I have, the passion I have, and you understand the vision that we have, you'll be ready to go. Because you have copied, you have imbibed the spirit, you have received the impartation, and you're saying, let me go and implement what I have copied. But the only thing you know is to peel bananas. Because you have not copied completely. Not copied completely. You have not copied with all your heart. You are following, but at a distance, not with all your heart. Not, not. Are you understanding what I'm speaking to monkeys? <laughs> uh, am I speaking to chimpanzees, gorillas, or human beings? Tell your neighbor, I'm a human being trying to understand what Pastor is saying. That's why Paul says, the time you're supposed to be teachers in the book of Hebrews, by this time you should be teachers who have copied, imbibed, received an impartation. By this time you should be teachers. Paul says, you are still babes. Children. Monkeys. 
The only thing you know is to peel bananas and swinging from one tree to another. <laughs> Father, I pray that may these people grow. May they copy fully and get an impartation that they may do ministry in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 1. He has said all these things without quoting a scripture. Is this biblical? That's another style of preaching. Yeah. You know me. I'm not short of scriptures. I can give you scriptures until you are not able to write. Acts chapter 1. Verse 1. Acts chapter 1. The former triatize What did you do? The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Verse 2. Until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Verse 3. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days. And speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Verse 4. And being assembled together with them. Combated them. That they should not depart. From Jerusalem. But wait. For the promise of the father. Which saith he. Ye have heard. Of me. Verse 5. For John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. Verse 6. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Verse 7. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. 8. But you shall receive power. Hmm. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem, Judea, and in Samaria. 
and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Jesus is so confident to release his disciples because he was so sure they had copied him. He was so sure they would do well. Hallelujah. Because they had copied him, isn't it? No wonder in Antioch they were called Christians because they behaved like Christ, preached like Christ. They, they received something. They copied what Jesus you know, had taught them. So copying is powerful and you must be a very good copyist if we have such a word. Amen. So monkeys cannot copy very well, but human beings have the ability to copy well. So cop copy fully and get an impartation fully. Imbibe the spirit fully so you can do the work of the ministry. Number two is the little difference in mentorship. The little difference in mentorship. Now, apes do not gather their children into groups to teach them what they know. They don't have camps. They don't have seminars. They don't have a serve congress. They can't sit in a classroom and be taught in a very systematic way and they're taking notes, nodding their heads, understanding what the chief monkey is saying. But human beings can sit down and be instructed and be mentored. Are we together? When you look at the civilization and development of human beings, it goes beyond the civilization and development of apes. And the difference is in this mentorship thing that we are talking about. Human beings have the capability of passing on their experience their wealth of experience, their knowledge, their wisdom to the next generation. But apes, chimpanzees, gorillas, monkeys, they don't have that ability. The only thing they pass from one generation to another is swinging from one tree to another and peeling bananas and running away from predators. That is all. Now, the reason why we have, for example, these camps, these meetings, is because we don't want to be a church that is full of monkeys. As I'm teaching right now, you can see that you're also hating the attitude of a monkey. Isn't it? Assume you didn't have this meeting. Will you have known what you are knowing right now? No. So these meetings are to help you, to challenge you, to stretch your thinking, to provoke you, so that you stop thinking like, mention it. 
Shout it louder. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Yes. So churches that don't have mentorship, no discipleship, no nothing, let me tell you, those churches are greatly limited. That's why we have T-Track. That's why we are encouraging you. Join T-Track. Join a discipleship program. Be trained. Come for a serve meeting. Join a department. Start serving. Come for training. Whatever. What we are trying to do is to make sure that you don't think like a monkey. And you don't behave like a monkey. And you don't walk around like a monkey. Glory to God. When you look at the Bible, Samuel had the school of prophets. Prophets were taught how to prophesy. In 1 Samuel chapter 19, he was the one who was standing as a leader over all these prophets who were prophesying. You know, and he was telling them this is a good prophecy, this is a bad prophecy. A lot of prophets, they don't have anyone who checks their prophecy. Their work is just to prophesy. And a lot of prophets rise up when we are going into elections. After elections, they disappear. I just wonder, what kind of prophetic anointing is this that becomes very strong when we are going for elections, then becomes very weak after elections? It's because most of them, they don't have mentorship. And they don't understand the office of a prophet. Because there is the, 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 there is the gift of prophecy, and then there is the office of a prophet. Those two things are very, very different. And then there's also the word of knowledge. Sometimes when somebody gives the word of knowledge, it doesn't mean it's a prophecy. And then there's the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom also is not prophecy. And not everyone who gives a prophecy is a prophet. So training is important. Because it makes you understand certain things. Amen. David trained mighty men or trained ordinary men to become mighty men. In First Samuel chapter 22, these were guys who came to him. They were in debt. They were in bondage. They were discontent. They were not happy. And they came to him and he started training them and he trained them until they became powerful and great warriors who were even doing what David had done before. He killed a lion. One of his guys killed a lion. He killed a giant. One of his guys killed a giant. That's powerful. Look at your neighbor who is not writing notes and just tell that neighbor, wow, wow. Wow. Hey, wow. Oh, amazing. Wow. Hey. Hmm. Hmm. Tell them, wow. Wow. Tell them, wow. Monkey business. Wow. 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 Jesus appointed 12 guys and powered himself into them. Mentorship. You don't see monkeys do this. You don't see apes doing this. He 
poured himself literally into the 12. With them every day, they saw him preach, they saw him pray, they saw him when he was asleep, they saw him eating, they saw him performing miracles, they saw him answering the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I mean, he poured himself literally into them for three and a half years every day. Every day. So mentorship is very, very important. Amen. Where there is no mentorship, people behave like monkeys. Did you hear what I said? You can tweet that. Where there is no mentorship, people behave like monkeys. They look organized. They look like they're in a group, but they're not going anywhere. Acts chapter 20, verse 17. Acts chapter 20. From Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. This is Paul. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility. Someone say mentorship. Yeah. Serving with you. He, he tells them, look, you, you saw these things in me. I was living with you. Serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house. That's mentorship, publicly. He says, I did not withhold anything that I thought would be helpful to you. I gave it to you. I mentored you. I taught you. I preached to you. I counseled you. I did everything. Because I wanted you to be better. I kept nothing back that was helpful but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house. So by the time he was leaving, because he was saying, I'm going to die in Jerusalem, he was confident that he had done his part. Hallelujah. That's why coming for these meetings should not be a drudgery to you. Some of you behave as if I'm punishing you. Look, you're not even happy being here. When you hear I serve, you say, oh my God. Another day in church, the whole day. Huh? Ask your neighbor, do they look like they are punished or they are enjoying? Or they are faking it? Are they enjoying? How do you know they are enjoying? They might be smiling and laughing at you. It is not punishment. It's training. It's mentorship. Hallelujah. This is what will make you not think like a monkey. Even in ministry. We have a lot of pastors, preachers, leaders who think like monkeys. Even in the ministry. No wonder their ministries don't grow. 
Yeah. All they're looking for is bananas. There is a lot that a monkey can eat. But the moment you show a monkey a banana, that's it. You can even put money around a monkey. But if you put a banana there, it will pick the banana and it will leave the money. So that's why I'm doing training. And I pray you will not be tired. I say I pray you will not be tired. Look, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus was with 12 disciples, teaching them from morning to evening, sometimes deep into the night. Teaching them. And he's the son of God. For me, I'm meeting you only once a month. Hmm? And I'm born in the nature of sin. What kind of impact will I have if I don't really increase the hours and talk to you until deep into the night? That's why I feel like I've not even spoken to you the way I need to. We should speak until the sun goes down. I'm still speaking. Huh? Until the crickets and frogs begin to sing. Then I say, in conclusion. <laughs> when Jesus woke up in the morning, early in the morning, he was with the disciples. As he's praying, they see him praying. From there, they go for a meeting. After they finish the meeting, they move to another village. They are with Jesus. Training 24-7. Training. From there, he goes here. He's told, oh, there's somebody we seek here. He goes there. He prays for the person. Then he's told, oh, 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 oh there's a ruler here. The daughter. The daughter is very sick. And Jesus said, okay, let's go. On the way, a woman with the issue of blood interrupts Jesus. Then Jesus is interrupted. He delays going to the house of this ruler. Then, when Jesus is done with the woman with the issue of blood, when he wants to go, somebody comes and says, oh, don't bother the master. Your daughter is dead. And Jesus says, let's still go. And they go. And the disciples are seeing all these things that Jesus is doing. He goes to the temple. The Pharisees are there challenging. He, they see how he's answering questions. Mentorship. Mentorship. And it is high time this church, you love mentorship. Training. You should desire that I talk to you more. And not for 30 minutes. For many hours. And train you to do the work of the ministry. You can't even say amen. Because you're thinking by saying amen, you endorse me speaking for oh, long hours. Yeah, you're trying to resist me not speaking for long hours. That's why your amen is not really coming out. I say you should love me talking to you for many hours. And training you for ministry for many hours. Because we have to do a detox. Yeah. We have to remove monkey way of thinking. Monkey kind of attitudes. Monkey mentality. 
It has to be removed so that you embrace a new mentality of serving God. Praise the Lord. Look, there are people who are supposed to be there in their bed, sleeping. Monkeys. You see, the way the, way the monkey is swinging from one tree, they, that's the one they are turning in their beds right now. Turning. Yeah, monkeys. Yeah, monkeys. I see you are supposed to be here, but you did not come. Monkeys. That's why we can't win even Nairobi for Jesus. We can't win it. Four, five million people. And there is no church that has a million born-again Christians in this city of Nairobi. Because monkeys are going to church every Sunday. Preach to me a short message of 30 minutes or 20 minutes. If you go past time, mm, nah. Nah, 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 nah. What kind of church is this? Huh? What kind of church is this? I need, I, I don't keep time, man. Yeah, time is money. Time is money. Time, you even change your accent. Time is money. Huh? A monkey changing the accent. Time, time is money, you know. Time is money. You know, we, 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 we gotta go. We gotta, you, you, you heard the word gara when you are watching a movie. We, we, we gotta go. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, gotta go where? The monkey watched Netflix and got a phrase, gara. Where gara go? <laughs> We gotta go and eat bananas. <laughs> Monkey business. <laughs> I wonder we can't do outreach. You are so afraid you can't do outreach. Because monkeys are always afraid. You can't speak to anyone. You can't speak to your neighbor. You can't speak to your friend. You can't bring anybody to church. Preach to us 20 minutes. Oh, today the scriptures were many. How does he expect us to remember all those scriptures? Your intelligence is not like that of a monkey. But if you speak like that, you're telling me your brain is like that of a monkey. You, you tell me by the time the disciples were going to sleep, how many lessons had they received from Jesus? By the time they were putting their heads down to sleep, the scriptures, the phrases, the parables, the miracles, the signs and wonders, hey! Until the Bible says, not everything that Jesus did is written in the Bible. I think I need to meet Peter so he can give me account after account of what he saw. Tell your neighbor, I refuse to be a monkey. I'll be mentored. I will attend mentorship classes. 
I serve Congress meetings for mentorship. Beautiful. Should we stop there? <laughs> there are people who are even afraid to answer because. <laughs> They don't want to be put in a certain class, isn't it? You know, you can leave here saying, Pastor abused us. I'm not abusing you. I'm fighting the attitude, the spirit, the character of a monkey in you. You know, one time I watched a movie and there's a guy who was walking, you know, and there was a monkey here on the shoulder. And then he could go to a crowd like this. And the monkey was very small. And he had trained the monkey to steal from people. So he gets to a crowd like this and then he releases the monkey. And the monkey goes and gets into people's pockets and steals jewelry and then brings to him. So that monkey that is on your shoulder is the one I'm after. Whispering to you, telling you very bad things. That you should not do ministry, you should not be in church, you should not stay in church. Messages should be short. Tell your neighbor, it's a monkey on your shoulder. We rebuke that monkey in the name of Jesus. We cast it out in Jesus' name. They went house to house. Hey, teaching. Paul, actually, house to house. Teaching. House to teaching. The book of Acts, the Bible says daily. Daily. Pastor Daido. Daily. They were in the temple. By the way, I, I must prepare you. We are going back to meetings. Yes? You're not happy, but it will happen. And I will expect to see you. If I don't see you, I just know. <laughs> we are going back to conferences. Amen? Yeah. And don't tell me it is far. It's not far. Yeah, it's, it's, it's how you think. Because if you are told there is gold here on Tuesday, you will come. Isn't it? Let me refresh. If you are told there are bananas here. <laughs> you will come, isn't it? Because monkeys will always look for bananas. Huh? Oh yeah. So we should, we should, ladies and gentlemen, we are going back to conferences, meetings. Hallelujah. In fact, there's one coming in June. Powerful conference coming in June. Yes. The conference is dubbed Revival Fire Conference. Yeah. I'm bringing two preachers here. Who will preach? I have told them, come and preach. Preach until we carry you. Preach until you get tired. Because by that time, we'll not have monkeys in the church. Isn't it? We'll have people who are hungry for God. Do we have people who are hungry for God? Hungry for a touch of God. Hungry for ministry. Hungry for God to visit them. It's going to be powerful. Amen. Number? Maybe I should just give you those two and then 
We pray. Hmm? Has the sun gone down? Have the crickets and the frogs started singing? <laughs> Number three, the little difference of emphasis. The little difference of emphasis. Human beings understand what is emphasized. But monkeys don't. Apes don't. They don't even know what is important and what is not important. Isn't it? That's why monkeys can come here, here on this stage, and just fellowship in front of me. You don't understand what fellowship is. Dorothy, you don't understand what fellowship is. She's born again. <laughs> because they don't know what is important, what is supposed to be done in secret, what should be emphasized, what should not be They don't know all those things. Yeah, They live one minute at a time. Or one second at a time. But human beings know what is important, what should be emphasized. Human beings have the ability to grasp what should be emphasized. And whatever needs to be emphasized, they focus their attention on it. Amen. There are countries where the emphasis is on good governance. And they are very serious about it. There's a country I know that they really follow your finances. That when you're in reds, when you go to places and you're trying to look for a job, you and they and they type your name, your name will just pop up. And if you have a bad credit score, it will work against you. Here, people for Lisa. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm tempted to ask a questionnaire if there's somebody here who has fullizard. Who has not fullizard? Okoa <laughs> Jazzy. All those things. And some of us, we did, and then we throw the SIM card away. But there are some countries you can never get away with it. They'll find you. Yeah. They'll find you. Because they, are, they have emphasized on good governance. True or not true? There are countries which have emphasized on democracy. They really believe in democracy. Yeah. And they believe in structures. That when you are defeated, even the one who is defeated, you stand in front of the camera and say, I, I want to accept the will of the people. We fought very hard, 
but our opponent was smarter. So I want to concede defeat and I want to tell all my supporters it is time we put politics away. Let's rally behind the person who has been elected. The minority had their say, but the majority had their way. So we support. I have called my competitor, congratulated him, and I'll offer him the support that he needs as he governs our county or our country. May God bless Kenya. Will that happen in Kenya? Father, I pray may it happen in Kenya. But come this side of the world. Mm. <laughs> the ones who are defeated this time say, we, 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 we don't accept. Yeah. It was taken away from us. Yeah. Open. Open the service. <laughs> open I don't know what. And you realize these are the same people who created those structures to govern our country. The emphasis is not there. Yeah. The system only works when it favors me. Father, I pray one day we'll have people. Yeah. Who can concede? Yeah. I believe one of the ways to become a leader is by conceding. Who conceded? When Kibaki defeated him, I really felt sorry for him. I looked at him and I said, oh God, this is what we did to the son of Jomo. Did you see how he spoke? So humble. I really felt for him. You know? But look, he became a president. He still became a president. Yeah? So, emphasis. What are we emphasizing? Like in this church, we emphasize loyalty. We emphasize church planting. We emphasize serving God. Those are places where you should really, really focus your attention on. We emphasize on prayer. We, on, we, we are now emphasizing on giving towards the church building. So we should focus your attention on that. It's only monkeys who, we, which don't know what to emphasize on because they don't even understand what are we emphasizing. As we only know swinging from tree to tree and eating bananas. Yeah. Anything more than that is beyond our intelligentsia. Yeah, we cannot handle it. So you should have capacity to understand what we are emphasizing on and you focus your whole attention on that particular thing. Glory to God. Can I give you a scripture here? First Timothy chapter 4. Some people are not very happy by what I have said. But it's still okay. Remember, it's still okay. 
Look, you see me, I've ever felt the pain you're feeling. My candidate has lost for the past few years. So, so I know what you're feeling. I've been there. I've been there when Pastor Mary is celebrating and I'm looking at her. Because she voted for somebody who won and I voted for somebody who lost. And she was very happy and I'm looking at her and I say, woman, be very careful what you say right now. Because <laughs> I'm not in a very good place right now. <laughs> First Timothy chapter 4. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith. True or not true? Giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. We are living in those days. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Your conscience is dead. It's a dangerous place to get to. Where you feel nothing. Do you feel something? You should feel something. When you feel nothing, it's dangerous. Amen? Yeah. You should show emotions. When you don't show emotions, it's very dangerous. I'm telling you. When your conscience is dead, it's dangerous. Yeah. You should cry when you need to cry. It's a good thing. And you should laugh when you need to laugh. Praise the Lord. Not laughing is not a sign of strength. You are lying to yourself. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a sign of strength. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a sign of strength or maturity or you are so deep. Stupidity. It should show emotions. You are created to be an emotional being. Your conscience should never die. Oh, yes. Yeah. You should cry when you need to cry. Laugh when you need to cry. React when you need to react. Glory to God. Oh, yes, you should. I'm telling you, if you marry a woman who cannot express emotion, it's very difficult. You touch and you touch a tree. It's the same response. Ah, what kind of a woman is that? A tree cannot produce sound. Your wife cannot produce sound. What is going on? Should I bring a tree and live with a tree in the house? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to be deep, you'd rather even say, Oh, hallelujah. There are people, their conscience is, is dead. Look at the next verse. What's the next verse? Forbidding to marry. There are people who tell you, don't marry. Stay like that. Oh, me, I tell you, marry. Don't stay like that. It's not good for a man to be alone. Get a woman and marry. Settle down and get babies. Bring them to church, I dedicate. After I dedicate one, bring another one, I dedicate. Then the third one, I dedicate. Oh, yes. 
Is that Shakira saying here? Yeah. Grace, we are praying for you. <laughs> Father, I pray for singles to get married in this church in the name of Jesus. Especially those who are ripe and they are ready. May they get married. May we have several weddings this year. Before the year is over, may we have several weddings in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Forbidding to marry. They tell you don't marry. Stay like that. Kangumu. Jikaze. Next, next, next line. And commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Very spooky Christians. Don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this. You see, right now we are liberated. You can eat anything. You can even eat a dog. Oh yes. There are people who are eating dogs. And they're okay. You can eat a cat. And they're okay. You can eat snails. Pastor Nguri, we ate snails with you in Ghana. What else did we eat? Funny, funny things. Did we eat a monkey? <laughs> it looked like a monkey. Mercy. Maybe we ate one. You know, we were in Ghana and I told our host, I want you to take us to a place where we can eat the indigenous West African food. Whew. They took us to a place, my friend. Hey. It was not easy. And the, the, the table was full of different types of foods. I saw a soup that was black. Have you ever seen black soup? Black, green. We ate snails. You put it in your mouth. You close your eyes as you are chewing it. We ate it. Oh, yes. It is very slimy and nice. <laughs> huh? It just goes. The soup. There was this thing that they, they were teaching us how to eat. You just put it in the mouth and swallow. It's like, it's like, it was like what? It's like very soft ugali. Yeah. So, yeah, the black soup or the green soup. Then you throw it. Yeah, you don't, it just goes, it just goes. Then you add the snail. I'm telling you. Samsha's meal. <laughs> so, can I finish for you the story? So we... Eh? <laughs> Then, yeah. 
We were traveling that same night. Let me tell you, it was not an easy trip. Hey! And that flight was full. Full to capacity. And then the seats were so close. I think it was an old plane. So squeezed. So you can't even like relax. So you, you are sitting like this. With your snail. It's settling in your belly. Hey! It was not an easy flight. Even when you are thinking of going to the toilet, the trip itself discourages you. So you just stay still. Be still and know that the Lord is God. When we landed. Eh? We didn't even go for the luggages. Everybody went to the toilet. <laughs> hey! It was not easy. I came out asking the guys who were there, how was it? Everybody was just saying, hey, I will never do that again. The stomach was rumbling. Then you just imagine, you, and, and it was hot, pepper, very hot. You're imagining the snail is moving in your belly. Hey. Until you wonder, did I chew it properly? Maybe it didn't die properly. <laughs> but look, you can eat anything. Yeah, they received with thanksgiving. You can eat it. Yeah. You can eat crocodiles, ostrich. You can eat. Yeah. I, I, I eat crocodiles once in a while. So that when we meet, it will know who is the predator. <laughs> and it will respect me, isn't it? Let's finish our scripture. Very powerful scripture here. Yeah, you see, it's only monkeys that cannot eat different things. Yeah, monkey, monkeys only eat bananas. <laughs> so the people were saying, hey, 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 it's, it's the reaction of a monkey. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, it's coming closer home, I'm telling you. Because when you become a missionary, if you go to, for example, to China, you don't know what you're eating. But if you look around and everybody is eating, you also join in. Yeah, you eat. You tell them, please, don't tell me what I'm eating. Yeah, tell me after five days. After it has digested. Yeah. But if you're a monkey, you will never be a missionary. Yeah. Monkeys are never are not, are not good missionaries because they can't go to other countries and fit into those countries and eat what those people are eating there. They just want what? Bananas. You go to a country which doesn't even grow bananas and you're asking for bananas. Thank you. T tell your neighbor it's a monkey business. Paul says, I am all things to all men. 
Yeah, if they're eating cats, I eat cats. Yeah, if they're chewing dogs, I chew dogs. Yeah. Pastor Mugo, you look like you want to throw up. <laughs> oh, man. The first time I ate prawns, we had gone for a mission. They are called sea cockroaches in, I think, Tanzania. And they brought lobsters and crabs. And the way they presented, you know, it looks like it is looking at you. I asked them, is this thing still alive? They told me, no, it's dead. You can eat it. Yeah. Sea cockroaches. Lobster. Crabs. Yeah. Monkeys can never be missionaries. Yeah, I only eat chicken. Spoiled Luya. Give us a scripture. You've gone to China. You've carried Gideri. For emergency purposes. For every creature. Read it with me. For every creature. Uh -huh, is good. And nothing is to be refused. If it is received with. Verse 5. For it is sanctified by the word of God. And the moment you pray and you say amen, descend. <laughs> descend on it and do what? And, and eat it. Let me tell you, some of you, the way you are behaving, you need to read stories and you'll be surprised. There's a true story of guys, the plane crashed in a mountain somewhere. It's a true story. I think it's in the 70s. And a few guys survived and they waited for help. They drank water. Water was not coming. Then water got finished. They ate everything they had and it got finished. And nobody was coming to save them. They had a choice to make either to die or to eat the corpses of other people who were dead for them to survive. Yes. And they started eating them. And that's how they survived. I'm not saying you eat people. But I'm trying to show you that when you go to different countries because of preaching, they will not bring you the food that you love eating. It's different cultures. You understand? Totally different cultures. They brought Ugali for me in Eswatini, and I was asking them, what is this? They said this Ugali. They call it pap. It's very soft. It's almost like porridge. Yeah. You, you, you take that thing, you put it in the mouth. Before you chew it, it just... <laughs> That's the ugali. I told them our ugali is, is a bit compact. 
you know. So when, when you go there, don't, don't eat a lot because it's soft. They will look at you and wonder. Because you're trying to fill up the, <laughs> to make up for the hard one. <laughs> or don't say, I can't eat it. You will offend them. They are doing their best to try and host you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And for some of them, maybe whatever they are presenting to you is their delicacy. So if you say no, you're insulting. Hmm? Do you have bananas here? <laughs> can, can you pound bananas for me? Or boil bananas for me? Or fry bananas for me? Just give me bananas and water. Tell your neighbor, that's biz monkey business. <laughs> Let's finish the scripture. Hey, are we going to finish it? But I'm going somewhere with it. For it is sanctified. Like, like verse 6, verse 6, verse 6. Beautiful. For if, if you instruct the brethren in these things, the way I'm instructing you, you'll be a good minister of Jesus Christ. You'll not be a monkey. You'll be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Amen? Nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. Verse 7. But reject profane and old wives' fables, stories of old women. And they tell you old things. They give you monkey stories. Reject them. What is it? Reject and exercise yourself towards what? Godliness. Reject profane and old wives' fables. Reject them. Look, you have a new wife, you have a new husband. A young wife, a young husband. There are things which are in the old which cannot apply in the new. Because one thing you need to know about old wives is they have lost the fire. Yeah, they have lost the excitement. You understand what I'm saying? That's why if you're a wife, you don't don't grow old. Become exciting, young and exciting to your husband. Stop showering with Sabunia Kipande, please. Some of you think I'm lost. I'm not lost. I'm going somewhere. Buy some nice lotion. Apply, apply on your body before you jump into the bed. Don't wear old clothes. Your hair is unkempt. Your nails are unkempt. That's what you are jumping in my bed with. <laughs> the woman has grown old and she can make you as a young wife to grow old as well. 
no fire, no excitement, no passion, no creativity. Boring. A log cockroach that is dead. <laughs> we need life. Excitement. Creativity. New ideas. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. The husband is reading a book. The wife is also reading a book. The husband is watching current affairs. The wife is also watching current affairs. So they can have a discussion. Huh? The husband is traveling. The wife says, I also want to travel with you. She doesn't say, Nyache tu apa. So the man comes back. His head is a hundred miles ahead. And the wife. Mercy. You wives, stop tormenting my sons. Stop making them thinking Start thinking of other ideas. Yeah, you can make your husband start thinking and even praying. Father, if it is your will, remove this cup. <laughs> yeah, I can't drink this cup. It's too much. Wives, are you here? Shower twice a day. Not once. Don't, don't say you showered in the morning. We don't want that excuse. Shower twice. Yes. Reject. Old wives. Fables. You see, even the people behind, they want me to move quickly. Verse 8. <laughs> For bodily exercise, profits a little. Tell your neighbor, move a little bit. I have everybody down. Press-ups. My work is to watch. John, I'm watching you. Please, that is a script. Did you read the scripture? Everybody take your position. John, come here so I can see. <laughs> Please, everybody down. Take your position right now. I'm about to count. Everybody take your position, take your position, take your position, take your position. Jackie, that is not a position. Yes. Everybody take a position. Jackie, you are kneeling. That is kneeling. Take your position. Three, go. One. 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. 25, 26, I, 28. <laughs> Pastor Linda, I saw you. You did not even do one. Should we make her do it here in front of everybody? Yeah? Or we wash her? Please sit down. Bodily exercise. Hey, Joanne, is that what you call press-ups? I... Bodily exercise. Powerful. Pastor Mary, how many did you do? <laughs> you just knelt down. And you're praying for me. <laughs> Look, if you're able to do that every day, let me tell you, you feel fantastic. Naomi, did you do it? The way you're looking at me is like you went down and you never came up until I finished counting. Verse 8. Let's go back to the scripture. Am I reading the Bible? Yes, I'm reading the Bible. For bodily exercise. Prophets are little. But godliness is profitable for all things. Having, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Verse 9. Please, I'm not lost. I'm in charge of my message. So I know where I'm going. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. Whatever we have talked about from verse 1 is a faithful saying. Worthy of all accept. You should accept it. Yes. You should accept it. You should receive it. You should fix your attention on it. Because it's acceptable. Verse, next verse. For to this end we both labor eh? and suffer. Did you do precepts this man? Come here and do press-ups. When we're doing press-ups, you, you ran away. <laughs> I wish you had what he said. Let's go, let's go, let's go. For, for, for to this end, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior of all men, especially of those who believe, verse 11. These things. These things. Command. That's where my point comes. Emphasis. Emphasize these things. Teach these things. Command these things. In fact, we should just read the entire chapter. These things command. Hallelujah. Command this. Everything we have been talking about from verse 1. 
Paul is saying, this thing, emphasize these things. He's telling Timothy, emphasize. Let people put their focus, their attention on these things. Because they are very important. Next verse. Let no one despise your youth. Alright? But be an example to the believers in word. Whatever you say, let it be your bond. In conduct, how you behave. Yeah? In the spirit, you are a mighty man in the spirit. Strong in the spirit. You are a prayer warrior. Hallelujah. Not easily discouraged. Strong in the spirit. In faith, you are a man of faith. You are a woman of faith. You walk by faith. In purity, you are pure. You are clean. Nobody can point a finger at you. It comes to integrity, you are financial integrity, you're good. Moral integrity, you're good. Hallelujah. Keep going. Let no one despise your youth. Verse 13. Till I come. Till I come. Give attention to reading. Till I come. Give attention to reading. Amen. Join the T-Track. And even after you graduate, revise. Hallelujah. Do what? Hmm? How many have attended Activate? You see now people don't want to lift their hands because they know what I want to do. You have attended Activate. Stand to your feet. You have attended Activate. Because I want to ask you a question. Please, I need people to take this microphone to stand strategically because I want to ask a question. You have attended Activate. Clap for these people. They graduated. <laughs> hey, Faith, you're really yawning. Guy, mercy Lord. All right. Let's start with who? Let me see. Um, every time I see this brother, I remember Chapati. What is his name? Joseph. Take a microphone to Joseph. I want to show you something. Joseph. Joseph. What is the prerequisite for answered prayer? From John chapter 15. He cannot remember. Move to O'Brien. Let's go to O'Brien. I just want to. I just want to show you something that is very important. You have not attended Activate. Eh? Why? O'Brien, uh, prerequisite for answered prayer from John chapter fifteen. Praise the Lord. Please don't greet people. Answer my question. What do you mean, praise the Lord? Prerequisite for answered prayers is uh, first, uh, your prayers must be backed up with scripture. From the scripture. It's true now. Alright. <laughs> sit down. All of you, just sit down. From the way this thing is going. 
I don't want to put you in more temptations. John chapter 15 verse 7. The Bible says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Two very important obligations or prerequisites for prayer. Number one, if you abide. If you abide. It is in this book. If you abide. And then my words, that's the second one. My words. Today I was talking about retention of the word of God. My words abide in you. Then what will happen? You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. That's why Paul says, give me back my scripture. Give attendance to what? To reading. Go back to my scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Till I come. In the meantime, do what? Give attention to what? To reading. Just because you are graduated doesn't mean that you should not revise. Go back and revise. How many have gone through connect? Stand to your feet. Take the microphone. You have done connect. You want to go around. Uh -huh. Now people don't want to stand. Go to Pravin because it's very serious. Should I ask him a question? Did you attend Connect, Pravin? Yes. You did? Yes. And you graduated? Yes. Huh? Yes. You sure? Yes. Choose a chapter that I can ask you a question from. Mm -hmm. Let me go. Let me look for a simple question. I'm seeing like all these questions he might not be able to answer. I'm looking for a simple one, but I can't find. Mm -hmm. Um... Ravin. Yes, please. <laughs> when <laughs> Anyway, just sit down, leave him How many have attended pastors from the pews? <laughs> so these are chopis. I'm sure when I ask them a question, they will answer. We begin with Juliana, isn't it? Huh? 
Anyway, sit down. You're already traumatized. So all this give attendance to what? To reading. Emphasis. Emphasis. Monkeys don't know what to emphasize on. They don't even know what is important. How many here have not attended the tea truck? Stand to your feet. You have not attended the tree truck. Activate, connect, transform. You have not attended. Stand. Alright. I hope you are joining very soon. Isn't it? Yeah. Will you join? Because this is our emphasis. Hmm? This is street truck here. We want you to go through all these manuals. Activate, connect, transform. There's parenting there. There's one book I don't see here. There's membership truck. There's one book I don't see here. Yeah. It's like I don't see it here. No. Transform is here. Or it's not here. There's connect. There's no transform here. Hmm? There's activate. There's um. So the people who who are the people who put these books here? Huh? Membership is twice. Activate is twice, and then there is no active. There is no transform. Which one is this? There's no transform here. Let me see. Activate. Da, 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 da. So, make sure you join. Where are the people who register? People to join classes. You should be taking their names now. Pastor Grace. And Miriam. Help them quickly. We want you to join. This is what we emphasize. Amen. This is what we are emphasizing on. It's very important to us. And we want all of you to join the classes. Hallelujah. My son joined the class, but midway he did not finish. I hope he can finish. Hmm? Do we wash him? What are you saying? Huh? I can't hear what you're saying. Me. Me, I said you continue when you finish school. How can you say that before people? <laughs> Look at the sister. He's ready to shoot. Because he was not getting anything. You know, Asaf is just tall, but he's still growing. You've just turned 17. Yeah, so sometimes when you meet him, in fact, I was telling Pastor Mary, hey, 
you're really harassing this boy. Because of his height, you think he's, he's an old 30-year-old guy. From there, you put pressure on him, then you realize, hey, yeah. Actually, he even looks like he's the firstborn. Yeah, because Ashley is down there. <laughs> down there with the mother. <laughs> yeah. So we have learned to just try and understand where he is. Yeah. But I wish you can meet him when he's talking about his height. Now he's, he's intimidating all of us in the house. And they were staring me dark. When I look at him, I say, look at the way you're looking at me. <laughs> I'm actually here. You're actually here. <laughs> it is well. Give attention to reading. Tell your neighbor, it's time to read. Please, I want to challenge you to go back to the manuals and read. Again and again, read. Some of you need even to come for refresher courses. You just come back to class. Don't sit behind there and learn. Yeah. Because some of the lessons you didn't get. You didn't get it because you came late. It's true. You came late. So come and learn. Take us back to the scripture. These things command. These things teach. Place an emphasis on these things. To exhortation. To doctrine. Verse 14. If there is one. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. That's why we have this membership track. It's to help you discover your gift. Tell your neighbor I'm gifted. Yes. In this, in this training manual, there is a chapter that helps you to discover your temperaments and also to discover your gifts. You are either a choleric, strong choleric, strong phlegmatic, strong melancholic, or strong sanguine. There's a combination of all these things, but you have to know where you are strong. Cholerics are pushers or push you. Like Raila is a choleric. Yeah. You can't ignore him. But when he realizes you're not talking about him, he will say, hey, why are these people not talking about me? Why am I not on the front uh, pages of newspaper? Come out of the house. He's a choleric. He'll push his way. Yeah. Push his way. He'll even tell you, bring the tear gas. Mm? Yeah. And when I retire, I go and live in Kibera. I come and build here. Choleric, strong guy. Yeah. Five times he has lost the election. He's still vying. If it was a phlegmatic, he would be in Bondo today. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and 2027, 20, 20, you see him vying. Yeah. It's a choleric, very strong. Yeah. Very strong. He's not very eloquent, but when you see him talk, you can see. He's very strong. And when he's convinced about something, you cannot. You cannot change him. You get what I'm saying? Then we have sanguines. People who can talk. Very loud. Hmm? The lights are off. The person is still talking. 
Oh. How do you know and you are not in his house when he's sleeping? <laughs> Maybe you should ask the wife. Does he talk when the lights are off? I see Choma. Choleric, choleric, uh, sanguines are very loud. They are very, very loud. They don't need a microphone. They enter a room and you know somebody has entered the house. Very loud. They don't know how to whisper. So speaking, eh? <laughs> then we have phlegmatics. Oh Lord, phlegmatics don't have personal initiative. They're just there. If it rains, it's fine. If it does not rain, it's fine. If the hunger is high, it's fine. If the hunger is low, it's fine. If Ruto is the president, it's fine. If Raila is the president, it's fine. If Muita is president, it's fine. If Wajakoya is president, it's fine. <laughs> uh, the other one was called Mwalimdida. If Mwalimdida makes it, it's fine. I mean, for them, nothing moves them. Those are phlegmatics. And sometimes when you are around a phlegmatic, you can be frustrated. Because sometimes you're concerned about some things, and the phlegmatic is just there. I mean, he's just having a heyday. Say, wow, the world is good. Wow. See, we are breathing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, everything is fine. And then the melancholic. Melancholic are prone to depression. Because they are so much concerned with details. Yeah, they are perfectionists. I'm telling you, huh? Detail. If, if, if a melancholic sends you to a shop, when you come back, you sit down. Sugar was how much? Tea leaves was how much? Uh, bread was how much? And how much did I give you? Uh, and how much have you brought back? And then they reconcile. Where's my five cents? Where is my five cents? Explain where it went. Melancholics. Very detailed. When you start talking, 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 they're just quiet. They're listening. Their conversation is going on very well. People are talking. The, the, the choleric, he's, he's, he's talking big. We will do. We will go. We will climb. We will conquer. We will go underpass. We'll go over. The sanguine is saying, Yeah! 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 The phlegmatic is quiet. Whatever you guys agree. I'm okay with it. And then, before we finish, melancholic, you've been very quiet. Say something. You say, I was waiting for this opportunity. So now, I don't want to look like I am against your plans or whatever. But before you go up, what will you use to go up? (laughs) (laughs) 
And then the sanguine, the volume begins to reduce. <laughs> and then the choleric starts thinking. Say, by the way, how are we going to go up? How are we going to conquer? He brings you down and shows you the practicality of what should happen. That's the melancholic. He gives you details. You say, what is the budget? The choleric goes out. Do we need a budget for these things? So we just go. You say, no, we need a budget. How, what, what, what is it going to cost us? What is the manpower that we need? The machinery that we need? We have to count the cost. We have, the melancholic will say, you, will say, we have to finish before we start. The colleague will say, no. We start, then we finish. <laughs> Temperaments. And you have to know your temperament. Yeah, otherwise you can be frustrated. Yeah. You can be frustrated. That's why you should, you see when you know your temper, even, temperaments, even there are some positions you should not accept. Yeah, look, if you go and share your secrets, with a sanguine. He will tell you. Then one day, he's sitting with some guys and the story is now picking. Then he said, guys, there's something it has been bothering me. I kept it in my heart, but it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Can I tell you? Before you know it, it is out. Then you say, oops. Temperaments and then gifts. The Bible says, do not neglect the gift. You will learn your gifts here. Everybody is gifted. Tell your neighbor, you are gifted. You are gifted. Everybody is gifted. And your gift can fit in God's house. It's our emphasis. So emphasis. Yeah, that's why you see Dorothy is at the gate. Because she has a very powerful smile. Yeah. Does she smile at you when you're coming in? Are you sure? Huh? Can you imagine if we put Harry there? <laughs> he has his place. You understand what I'm saying? So you'll understand your gifts here. And everybody is gifted. Nobody is empty. We all have a gift. Yeah. So these things are help. This, this is our emphasis. Grace, are you with me? Where is Grace? Oh, Millicent, where is she? She has taken off. Yeah. So emphasis. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Verse 15. Have you finished the chapter? Meditate. This is emphasis. Tell you about emphasis. Mm -hmm. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely. King James says, give yourself wholly to them that your progress may be evident to all. Next. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them for in doing this, you will save both yourself 
and those who will hear you. Somebody shout emphasis. I pray you will not be like a monkey. You will know what we are emphasizing. You will not only think of bananas and swinging from one tree to another. You will know what we emphasize and you will fix your attention on it so that the ministry may progress. You see, the Bible says so that your progress may be evident so that the ministry may move to the next level. Tell your neighbor, I refuse to be a monkey, to behave like a monkey, to speak like a monkey, to think like a monkey. Because ministry is not monkey business. I want to stop there. I'll continue. I'll do a part two of it. Do you feel blessed? Let's turn to a fit. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazutechero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.